This podcast episode is powered by Afropods, the world's number one podcasting platform for African stories. Good morning, everyone. Uh, thank you for joining this podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Hisa Team. My name is Felix Ocheng, and as usual, I'm your host as we talk about Markets Monday. Uh, Markets Monday, for those of you who are joining us for the first time, it's a podcast that gives you an overview of um, events that have happened over the weekend, events that happened last week that are likely to impact the market directly uh, as we trade within the week. Uh, the first news that we would want to talk about today is uh, Safaricom's uh, entrance into Ethiopia. And then I'm also seeing this morning there's news that um, Standard Chartered Bank Kenya has released their financial results, the Q1 um, results, something that we are going to be looking on, very impressive as well. Also, another thing that we will be looking into as we pick up on Markets Monday is how various shares listed on the Nairobi Securities Exchange are performing at Open. As we start, one thing that you need to know is you can pick up all our podcasts, previous Markets Mondays. You can, you can be able to check this out on the HISA app. Um, you can download HISA app. HISA app is basically just another mobile app that you have, but it's, it has super features. Uh, we let you listen to various things like podcasts here and there. Another thing that you get is market data. When we talk about market data and we talk about how markets are performing, how various stocks have moved in here and there, you definitely might want to check out his app because whatever data we'll be analyzing and talking about today is way way available on the his app finally one advantage of the his app is that it lets you have a lot of discussions as well so you can always be able to ask questions those discussions that we have just like you might ask them on a facebook forum you have fellow investors on his and they're always open to allow you have this discussion with them so welcome to today's session uh, the first thing that I'll be looking on to is how the market performed last week. Uh, we saw a little bit of flat activity on the Nairobi Securities Exchange. I know um, most of you might probably be wondering what, what we probably mean by flat activity. Uh, the all share index on the Nairobi, of the Nairobi Securities Exchange, that is NASI, uh, remained flat during the week. So, okay, not really during the week. There were changes that happened with NASI. But as at close of Friday, the all share index was basically at the same points that it was at on the previous week. So that's how, uh, that's what we mean when we say that um, NASI was flat uh, during the week. But then we're seeing um, the other market indices uh, really had a little bit of a decline. We saw the NSE 20 share index decline by about 0.2%. That's week on week. Uh, so that's one thing as well that we would really be looking into. And why Why is it that, I know you might probably be asking, why Why would we have um, NASI flat and, and we're seeing other indices like the NSE 25 and the NSE 20? all possibly pose a little bit of a decline. The NSE 20 share index um, was down about 4.38 points, closing the week at 1858.87. And the NSE 25 was down, I think, marginally, about 0.18 points to close 
the week at 3586.44 basis points um i think this was also due to a little bit of a decline in some of the major uh, companies that were trading flat as well and also some of them uh, posted a decline Companies that have been really uh, supporting the indices like uh, Bamburi Cement, for example, Unga Group. Uh, there was news on Friday about Unga Group having a little bit of a sort of restructuring internally. And then this actually saw the, the stock come down about 11.95% during the week. Uh, Unga Group is now trading at about 28 shillings, up from 31 shillings and 80 cents, where it was trading at on the week uh, before. Um, another company that also was on the decline was uh, Bamburi Cement. I think Bamburi is also another company that we know has been on the rise for a couple of months now. And so it looks like probably what we can say is a correction. But also on the other hand, what you need to know is that Bamburi Cement actually had um, some a few corporate actions that were coming in as well. And I believe that when we were in Davis, we talked about the half-year results um, a, f- a few weeks ago. So you can also be able to check out uh, the previous um, podcast as well on Bamburi as we talked about this. Also, if you're looking on, um, I think we also have a, had a discussion about this the previous week on Friday. So continues to come. And also um, during the Bulls, Vans and Whiskey, which is held every Wednesday, we talked about the cement industry that was about a month ago where we had a little bit of activity on of, of the um, cement cement industry one of the things that might have affected the share price decline on bamburi is that bamburi had their books closed um on the 16th of may so bamburi announced a fast and final dividend of three shillings per share that was on 20th of april when they announced their the financial results the full year results that so that was in the half year results uh the books for bamburi uh closed on 16th of may and the payment for this dividend for uh will be due on the 15th of july uh, 2021 so if you're a shareholder and you are having bamburi last last month last week you you'd probably be wondering why the stock is going down you you need to do a reanalysis and don't um, go in a panic selling because at times you find that markets how markets usually behave is when books close for uh, dividend consideration then the stock would um correct itself so as to not reflect the dividend when the stock was trading at prices of about 40 it was trading because it had a little it had a premium which was the dividend that was pegged into it so that's one thing as well that i would just explain to you guys so that you can be able to understand as we move into it also another thing that we noticed is that um the 25 share index that we've also talked about was down so the 25 and the 20 share index were mostly down because the components um some of the components of the 25 um and the 20 share index were down within the week on the positive edge though we're seeing a little bit of um a little bit of a price gain on 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 companies like nation media i believe a lot of times we've talked about nmg here and looking at prospects um and i know that's one thing that we've always been looking uh, over to uh, so with nmg gaining about 10.63 percent within the week to close the week at about 16.65 um shillings per share from 15.05 weight opened that on monday so that's one thing that i know investors are also really likely to be looking up to uh maybe just looking into i know most of you have been wondering i'm getting into the safaricom story i'm seeing a lot of guys already um inquiring about when we're moving into the safaricom story uh we're going to move that we are going to move up to that in a bit but then as we just um look into it week on week the performance of the market 
the volumes of shares traded on the market was up about 14.9%. That is on the Nairobi Securities Exchange with about 93.17 million shares trading as compared to the 81.09 million shares that were traded in the previous week. The equity turnover on the market was similarly up about 4.21%. Uh, with 3.18 billion worth of shares transacted uh, as compared to the 3.05 billion which was transacted on week 19. So week 20 was technically a good week in terms of turnover and also in terms of um, activity, general, general activity. The mood on the market was, I think, fairly good for investors who are investing um, on, on the NSE. But also one thing that I would really want to mention, and I know we mentioned this the other time, is Safaricom still continues to dominate um, activity on the Nairobi Securities Exchange because last week alone, Safaricom, which is a single stock, actually covered for about 81.5% of the week's traded value. So the market, the total market turnover is at 3.1 billion. And Safaricom is already moving 2.5 billion. Um, to some extent, we, you you wouldn't say uh, a lot of investors would say that this might not really be a risk. But it's like what we said earlier on that if you have Safaricom, it seems you've diversified your portfolio because it's usually said you when you're diversifying a portfolio, you need to have a mix of about 80 percent of your investment. And if Safcom is moving about 81.49 percent. Uh, of the, the total market activity on the Nairobi Securities Exchange within a week, that becomes a little bit of a solid um, concern. I believe that's one thing. And so that's why a lot of guys have really been asking questions about thoughts on, on the splits of maybe um, Safaricom from M-Pesa. And probably the good thing is if they split and then they list M-Pesa Africa on the Nairobi Securities Exchange, it would definitely be something as well for investors. It would definitely be something that investors would really be looking into. Uh, looking at it throughout the week, um, Safcom led activity all throughout the week because um, we're seeing all the way from 17th of May all the way to 21st. Safcom was the top um, traded counter on all those days. So technically another concern. But I believe if you have Safcom today, you really need to be in a positive mood because uh, on Saturday, uh, Ethiopia granted license to the consortium that was led by Safaricom, giving access to the company to actually venture into um, into into Ethiopia and how investors are reacting to this this morning is Safcom is already up as we as we speaking Safcom has touched um, 42 shillings per share which is about 6.3 percent the price at which Safcom closed that last week um, looking at it from another standpoint it's going to be a very very good day for investors who are probably holding into who are probably holding on to Safaricom um, as a company uh, Safcom has opened open today at 39.50 and now it's already up at 42 shillings per share. Uh, demand for Safcom is at about 1.91 million shares. So looking like guys, a lot of guys are looking on buying. And on the supply side, we are seeing just about 381,000 shares um, for Safaricom. So that's also something as well that investors would also really be looking into as we go through um, as we go through during the day and during the week, I know that's something that investors would be looking into. Um, Safcom's quantity, a bulk of the supply is really at about 41 shillings per share. So that is still a steady supply and a steady demand. Um, and supply is just about uh, 
high above 43. The first table supply we're seeing is at 42.95, which is 51,000, and also 43. We're seeing 89,900 shares within that. Uh, my outlook for Safcom today would really be just on an upside. Uh, the company is likely to continue rallying within the day and even within the week because the potential that lies within Ethiopia is, is quite huge. The only challenge that investors would really need to understand is that we are not going to see returns from Ethiopia this year or next year. It might actually take as high as 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 long as about five years before we start seeing um, returns. Outlook at stuff like the special dividend that Safcom has issued, uh, we might not see that for 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 quite some time, and we might see the the, the usual dividend will continue. But the special dividend, they're likely to continue investing. They would they would rather reinvest that in Ethiopia, which is now the new market, than them putting that up in in um, in, in in terms of special dividend. Because technically, what we're seeing here is the capex, the capital expenditure for Safaricom is going to go up. Um, I think last week there was also news that Safaricom actually holds about fifty six percent in the consortium that is actually that actually made a bid for ethiopia so still the the liability the the liability still would really lie in on on safcom so it, it's something that i know investors are really going to be looking into but it's interesting to see that also investors are having a little bit of high-end positivity on the counter because if safcom would hit as high as about 45 you're now seeing um there's a new thing that now there's a new trend we're seeing uh safcom Equity Bank, KCB, which are not, these are now in the banking sector, uh, they're, they're trading within the same price range at the moment. And actually, as we speak, KCB is down about 0.85% on the market, trading at about 40 shillings and 65 cents. So Safcom is actually trading above KCB. Uh, I think that is something as well that is going to be very interesting for investors. I know we'll continue to watch over this. On the market movers at the moment, we are seeing ABSA, um leading in terms of activity with about that is in terms of volumes that are trading on the market about 140 uh, thousand shares traded on the market also one thing for investors who are looking to buy a trade on safaricom just to calm down the hype you might also want to look because the volume of safcom is pretty low today we're only seeing 92,400 shares traded so far but it's only 30 minutes into trading so you might, if you want to sell, you might want to probably put your sell price a little bit higher. And if you want to buy, you might want to bid a little bit lower so that we see just what level, what level, what uh, market equilibrium are we going to get within the next few hours, probably by around 10.30 or 11 would really be a good opportunity as well for investors to just um, give you guys, because you see another challenge that most investors, most retail investors have is that um, we buy based on 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 news that we hear out there very very often would you find retail investors really buying a stock based on probably a price action or something that they are considering to um to do so an example is guys are buying safcom because they've announced the news that um, ethiopia announced the news that they would be moving they've been granted the license to ethiopia an analyst, what you do is you you do a little bit of an analysis, um, and we we did this with Davis where we said um, it's a high risk, high return market. What what are the projections that we are likely expecting from Safaricom in Ethiopia? That would be something as well that as investor as an investor, that's something you should definitely be uh, looking to just have a little bit of an hold upon before you can be able to buy. 
So I would always advise your times. It's good to go with the flock at times on the market because you can find um, an example is right now Safcom is at 42. Uh, why are you buying it at 42? Those are questions that you need to ask yourself before you just uh, place that trade on the market. You might want to just watch and see how how um, how, how are the bulk investors, um, the fund managers going to react. I know that that data might not, you might not have access to that data, but you might just want to know that the people who move a lot of these volumes on most of these companies are actually uh, people who hold uh, a stock in bulk. Most of them are fund managers or foreign in investors so that's one thing as well that we need to just really look into how are they going to be able how are they going to open up so because um at the moment we're seeing also the prices for safcom we're seeing supplies coming in hot at at 42 guys are building up it's already up by about uh, while it's up still at 42 but we're seeing supply still um increasing to about 400 demand going down to about 1.8 million uh, most of this demand, uh, to give you guys a good overview, is most of this demand of the 1.8 million, 431,000 is at 40.10. And um, we're seeing 346,000 also indicated at 40. That's 40 flat. So technically, uh, I would still urge if you want to bid on Safcom today, you might want to bid at prices of probably about 41 for now. Um, but continue monitoring. One thing that I, I would also encourage investors is at any point, it's always good for you to just try and also just uh, probably bid on the market. Don't go into the market and buy immediately. Look on what, what levels, what bids do we have, what offers do we have. Then from there, you can be able to just recalibrate your order and constantly monitor. If you put in your order today, the whole day, every 10 or 15 minutes, you should be monitoring your order and seeing if it's gone through. If there are any changes on the market, those are things that you can actually be able to just uh, move in through. I talked about KCB earlier on and we're seeing KCB is trading at um, at about 40 shillings and 75 cents. Uh, supply is at 41 and demand is at 40 and 75. Total demand for KCB today is at about 150,000 shares. Total supply is at 206,000 shares. For Equity Bank, uh, which is another company that we would really be looking into, Equity Bank, we're seeing uh, demand is at about 191 and supply is at about 111. So I guess with that information, you can be able to just gauge what level we're going into. Equity demand is at about 41.55, supply is at 42. Uh, for those of you who have not seen the Standard results that um, have been released today, Standard Chartered has released the Q1 um, uh, results and we're seeing the net interest income is down about 2%, the loan loss provision down as well, and we expect the loan loss provision to go within, uh, for many companies, we are likely to expect uh, a little bit of uh, a decline in, in, in the loan loss uh, provision. Also, we are seeing the loan and advances down about 6%, uh, customer deposits increase, and generally the profit after tax for Standard Chartered is at is up about 20%. So I still think banks are still likely to make more money. So you, another com other companies and other sectors you can look into. For those of you who are looking on investing on the company, on, on, on the NSE, other places that you can be able to look into would, would really be 
the banking sector uh, as well so that's one thing i know that investors would really be looking into um, over time so as you buy safcom and as you buy all these other companies you, you might want to also look uh, onto the banking sector last week on the top gainer um, <laughs> we're seeing uchumi supermarkets come up about 13% to 0.26 on the market maybe you guys can just share your thoughts what is it that you sh- you think about um about uchumi um as a company because uh, personally for me i think uchumi is one of those companies that and this is my personal opinion doesn't necessarily reflect uh the opinions for those of us here at hisa is uchumi as a company should definitely um should, should possibly either make a u-turn on the operation so as to give investors more returns or they should close shop i don't know what you guys think uh boc kenya which was the previous which was week 19's um top loser i was actually up during the week about 5.81 percent we're still waiting for a little bit of activity um on 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 the exchange uh or about the boc and carbacid activity i know that's one thing that we'd be looking into as well uh last week one thing that i'd want to mention again is last week copbank actually released their the q1 results as well uh copbank and standbank bank so copbank Cop we're seeing the profit after tax um for the company was down 3.7% about 3.5 billion in q1 2020 2020 the company actually posted a return of about 3.6 billion so 3.5 might be a little bit flat but also at the same time that's a considerable decline uh which the bank actually attributed to higher uh, provisioning uh, so we really hope that we we generally if, if the if the provisions are slightly higher then technically means that they're just covering for a little before in ca- in case of this the loan loss bit where we talked about earlier on so they're just trying to cover for that bit but looks like it's slightly stable uh, the total in- interest income for the company was up in q1 about 27.6 percent about to 13.5 billion so that's one thing as well that um cop bank is actually Uh, coming in hot with so for cop bank um made the main things that i think as an investor you really need to look into is the loan loss provision the nfi which is the non-funded income uh something that we need to look into as well uh, was down about 9.2 percent the operating expenses that is excluding the provisions was up about 27 percent so we'll continue to look on to cop bank we'll continue monitoring um, just how uh, the bank itself would really be uh, performing but just to give you guys a brief of how cooperative bank is performing right now on the market is and let me just load that up okay Cobank is trading at around 12 shillings and 30 cents. Uh, that's also another company that you in, you guys might want to really look into. Demand for Cobank is at about um 269,000 and supply is at about 161,000 on the market. So Cobank's demand most of it is at 1210 and supply is at starting from 1245. That's 12 shillings and 45 cents per share. So that's also another company that you might really want to look into as we go through trading on the market during um this week's uh, session. Absa on the other hand as well, um Absa's Q1 results were also slightly impressive and I think we saw that inactivity uh, we we saw that really push a little bit of activity on Absa. 
So that's one thing that we would also really continue really looking into. Absas had a 23.7% growth uh, for Q1 in profit after tax. Very impressive as compared to cooperative bank where we're seeing there was a 3.7% uh, decline. So that's one thing as well that we'd really be looking into. On Absa, the total interest income was down about 0.3%. Uh, we're seeing the income from government securities was down as well about 1.8%. The total interest expense was also down about 17.7%. And loan loss provisions for ABSA grew by about 24.9% to 1.4 billion Kenya shillings. So slightly low because last year we saw ABSA really grow in their, their, their loan loss provision by about 75.2%. That was in Q1 uh, in, in the previous uh, year. So that's one thing as well that we'd really be looking into as well. A company that a lot of guys had actually um, were also looking into the activity that guys would really be looking into was stuff like I know ABSA and today we, we are seeing Standard Chartered here. We'll be waiting. We're really looking on how NCBA, uh, KCB and Equity Bank would really be performing. Uh, DTB is not really on my watch, but that could be something as well that guys would really be watching in as we proceed with uh, various activities on the market and also with a lot of guys who are coming in on the market always trying to trade and trying to move in on the market so um as guys really move uh during today's trading session i would always encourage you guys to have a little bit of an overview don't overthink trading on the market um safcom's activity is still low um even as we end today's session the volume on the market is at about 196,300. absa still follows kenjan is coming in today and kenya power and then Kenya Reinsurance Corporation, that's Kenya Re, with just about 24,000 shares traded on the market. So still there's a little bit of, it's still too early to call shots, as we always do, but it's still it's still slightly early um, to call shots with today's trading session. So we'd leave that to you guys to continue, but just ensure that as you buy, even if you're buying on the high end or on the low end, you might really want to just watch on what volumes and probably what is the demand and what is the supply that is moving um, on the market. So that's it for today's session. Um, if you have any questions, concerns or comments, always feel free. Uh, this podcast will be available on HISA so you can be able to comment directly under the podcast on HISA app. You can definitely just uh, comment. Give us a comment. Give us a shout out if there's anything that you'd want us to improve on. And don't forget to be ready because we are, we are launching trading through HISA in the next few weeks. So I know we've been saying that for a long time. For about three or four weeks now, we've been saying we're launching it in the next few weeks. So don't worry. In the next few weeks, we are we are, we are in that final bit we are trading through the HISA app is going to we are definitely going to be able to give you guys an opportunity to trade not only on the local market but also on various markets globally so that's one thing you might really be able to uh, to to probably start start getting accustomed to the HISA app a lot of a lot of features and activities coming in with the next update thank you all and have a lovely week ahead bye bye.